إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبد الله ورسوله My brothers, this month is the month that was blessed to have the Prophet ﷺ born in. This happened to be the most beautiful month in the Islamic calendar because the Prophet ﷺ was born in this month. And also one of the darkest months in the Islamic calendar because the Prophet ﷺ died in this month. And today we will talk about one advice. One thing that the Prophet ﷺ kept reminding us with over and over and over again. We will talk about the Prophet and how to best remember his legacy and how to best, best live his legacy. ﷺ. The Prophet ﷺ says, خَيْرُ الْقُرُونِ قَرْنِ ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ The best of the, of the nations, the best generation that came to this dunya is the generation of the Prophet ﷺ, what we called the Sahaba. The Sahaba are those, the Muslims, who lived with the Prophet ﷺ. And the next generation is the second best. And these are At-Tabi'een, those who met the Sahaba. And the next are Tabi'i Tabi'een, and on and on. And the Prophet is telling us that the best generation is the first generation of Islam, and then the next, and then the next. But also the Prophet reminded us that Whoever will live amongst you, whoever will, will live generations after, you will see a lot of differences. And the Prophet says in the same hadith, Subhanallah, today we live 1400 years from where Islam started. And you start to see some common traits for people like Muslims in the Middle East, they have some common traits. Muslims in the subcontinent, they have some common traits. And what happens is, as Islam passes from one generation to the next, also the culture passes from one generation to the next. And this should be fine. The problem happens when there is no Islamic education, you don't know which is Islam and which is not, things start to mix. And you start to mix Islam with culture and you don't know which is which. Up to the point that you find yourself doing something that is slightly different than your neighbor, than your friend, than someone who came from a different continent, just because you don't know which is Islam and which is not. And this should be normal until it comes to mixing up with the religion itself. And the Prophet, the Prophet says, Be wary of any changes, any alteration in the religion. Because every innovation in Islam is going astray. Every single innovation in Islam is going astray. The Prophet ﷺ was known to be calm. And in the last khutbah, I talked about his story with Zayd ibn Sa'na, Habr al-Yahud, and how calm he was with, against the ignorance, the top of the ignorance. And he was very calm. The Prophet was calm against his personal insult. But when the religion is being changed, the Prophet was not, was not calm. He, was, he would be very angry. One day, three of the Sahaba, they asked about the worship of the Prophet ﷺ. They said, three young men, they said, let's see what the Prophet is doing. And they heard and they said, okay, fine, the Prophet is all forgiven. 
And he's an old man. We're young. We have more power. Let's do more. Let's become better Muslims. Let's do more than the Prophet did. So one said, I will not marry women. The other said, I will not sleep at night. I will do Qiyamul Layl the entire night, every single night. And the third said, I will fast the entire year. I will not break my fast. All the year. And the Prophet heard about it. And he became very angry. And the Prophet stood on the member and he says, ما بال أقوام يقولون كيت وكيت. What is the matter with people saying this and that? And he says, ما بال أقوام يقولون كذا وكذا لكني أصلي وأنام وأصوم وأفطر وأتزوج النساء فمن رغب عن سنتي فليس مني. I fast and I break my fast. I pray and I sleep and I marry women. And this is my sunnah. Whoever goes, whoever goes against my sunnah, whoever does anything different than this, this is not my sunnah. This is deviation. Even though they are just doing extra salah, extra salah, siyam, extra what they call chastity, the Prophet says, فَمَنْ رَغِبَ عَنْ سُنَّتِي فَلَيْسَ مِنِّي Allah says, مَنْ يُطِعِ الرَّسُولَ فَقَدْ أَطَاعَ اللَّهِ وَمَنْ تَوَلَّ فَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ عَلَيْهِمْ حَفِيظًا my brothers, the question is, how can we ensure among all this sort of sects and groups and cultures and, and all of these sorts of differences that we have today, how do we ensure that we are guided? How do we ensure that we are following the right Islam that pleases Allah Azza and His Prophet? The answer is very simple. The Prophet says, تَرَكْتُ فِيكُمْ أَمْرَيْنِ لَن تَضِلُّوا مَا تَمَسَّكْتُمْ بِهِمَا كِتَابَ اللَّهِ وَسُنَّةِ نَبِيِّهِ I have left you with two things. As long as you hold on to these two things, you would never go astray. The book of Allah Azza wa Jal and my sunnah. And the question is, how well is the sunnah preserved? Do we have the sunnah or is it gone? Now, remember the first thing I mentioned, that the best generation are the Sahaba. Let's look at the Sahaba and how well they preserved this deen. First example is Abdullah ibn Amr. Abdullah ibn Amr was writing every single thing he hear or see from the Prophet. He used to come with a, with a notebook, write everything that he could hear from the Prophet Everything. Hadith, not any anything. And the Mushrikeen would get angry because now the sunnah is being preserved and they are against this religion. So they wanted to prevent him from doing that. So they came to him and they said, uh, you're, you're taking notes from the Prophet all the time. But the Prophet is a human being. Sometimes he gets angry. Sometimes he gets more calm. Maybe his, his, um, his judgment could shift from one time to another. Maybe it's not a good idea to write everything down. And he was about to believe them. But he went to the Prophet and he says, Ya Rasulullah, they are telling me this and that. The Prophet says, no, keep writing. This does not utter but the truth. Keep writing. And he kept documenting every single thing he saw the Prophet Another example, Abdullah ibn Abbas, Habr al-Ummah. He was related to the Prophet. And he used this relation to call upon his aunt, because his aunt was one of the wives of the Prophet he, he asked her, can I sleep with you in the same room 
with the Prophet, I just want to notice everything that happens. I want to see when the Prophet goes up to sleep, to, 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 to pray Qiyam. I want to be with him. I want to do wudu with him. I want to witness his Qiyam. And he went on to narrate to us to the point that he tells us what surahs the Prophet would recite in Al-Qiyam. So to this point, we know the Sunnah of the Prophet Another example, Abdullah ibn Umar. Abdullah ibn Umar, one time he was going to Mecca inside the Kaaba. And before entering the Kaaba, because he really loved the Prophet, he wanted to follow all his footsteps to the point that he asked Bilal, Ya Bilal, when the Prophet went inside the Kaaba with you in Fath Mecca, where exactly did the Prophet put his feet? And Bilal, because Bilal went inside the Kaaba with the Prophet so he knew exactly where they stood. And he went to Abdullah ibn Umar and he said, this is where. And now we know where Bilal with the Prophet were, and we know where Abdullah ibn, ibn Umar was. The reason is because the Sahaba cared so much to deliver the message. Till today, 1400 years after Islam, we know exactly where the Prophet put his feet on the day of Fath Mecca. Thanks to the best generation, the Sahaba. So Islam was not altered. Islam is very well preserved in the Sunnah and in the Quran. My brothers, there's two extremes of people now. Sometimes we see people splitting to two extremes. One group deciding that, like remember the three Sahaba who said, we can do more, let's do something better, let's find a new way of doing ibadah and let's do it. That's an extreme. Of course, if the Prophet or the Sahaba or the followers or the Tabi'een didn't do it, then it's not Sunnah, it's not religion. And the other extreme is when someone say, you know, there's a lot of sects here, a lot of groups. Let's just follow what is common. What is common between us? The Quran. We'll take the Quran and leave everything else. So some group now, they call themselves a Quranian. They say, we will follow the Quran and dismiss anything in the Sunnah. They claim it's not preserved, even though we just proved it is preserved. My brothers, this cannot be more wrong. The Prophet says, أَلَا a man would be resting upon his couch after he has eaten and he would say you have this Quran whatever in this Quran is halal let's do it whatever is haram we, we would do it and we dismiss everything else and the Prophet says I've been given the Qur'an and something equivalent to it with it, the sunnah of the Prophet My brothers, Muhammad is the complete, perfect example of becoming a Muslim, of following the religion of Allah Azza wa Jal. There is no better shape or form of ibadah, of getting closer to Allah Azza wa Jal than the, the way the Prophet did. The Prophet himself says, ما تركت شيئاً I have not let a single thing that can draw you closer to Allah except that I have told you about. And I have not let a single thing that can draw you away from Allah except that I have told you about. So if there is a sunnah the Prophet has told us about, أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم التائب الذنبي كمن لذنبنا.
بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله ثم أما بعد الله عز وجل سيدنا القرآن لقد كان لكم في رسول الله أسوة حسنة لمن كان يرجو الله واليوم الآخر وذكر الله كثيرا There has been certainly for you in the Prophet the excellent pattern the excellent example for anyone who has hope in Allah عز وجل and the final day and who remembers Allah often. My brothers, the best way to remember the legacy of the Prophet, of our beloved Prophet ﷺ, is to learn his sunnah, is to teach his sunnah, is to follow his sunnah, is to follow his footsteps. And again, I will remind you with the last reminder, one of the last reminders the Prophet ﷺ gave us in this world, in Khutbat al-Wada'a, in the last sermon the Prophet ﷺ gave, only three months before he died, he stood in front of all the Muslims that was of that time, about a hundred thousand Muslims. And among the final messages he gave, he says, وَقَدْ تَرَكْتُ فِيكُمْ مَا إِنْ اَعْتَصَمْتُمْ بِهِ فَلَنْ تَضِلُّوا أَبَدًا أَمْرًا بَيِّنًا كِتَابَ اللَّهِ وَسُنَّةَ نَبِيِّ I'm leaving you with two things. As long as you hold on to, you will never go astray. The book of Allah Azza wa Jal. And my sunnah, Allahumma taqabbal minna, innaka anta al-sami'u al-alim, wa tub alayna, innaka anta al-tawabu al-rahim, wa salli allahumma ala sayyidina Muhammadin, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim, wa aqim salam.